Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello. It's your old pal, Richie Wilson. Doing this again. I'm glad we're doing this again. I love doing this again. I do love doing this podcast. I hope you still love listening. Well, you're there. If you didn't, you wouldn't be there, would you? Um, strange times. Still strange times. But, you know, we're getting through it. Let's not dwell on it. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you've got enough toilet roll. I hope you're doing fine. Um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? I, I'm, I really am. I love I love doing this podcast. It's it, This one and if Sony the Fembrane have really got me through all this all this shitty shitty stuff so i want to thank you all for for taking the time to listen and thank you all for for, for, for your support you're so lovely it's so great all the lovely messages you send us thank you to all the wonderful patrons thank you we're going to be doing more stuff we tried to do something last week i don't think it really went anywhere we're gonna come up with other ideas i know there's some people on there as well that i need to give I've, i said I'd, I'd, I'd have a chat with you one-to-one properly uh, i've got to do that i'm really sorry i haven't so uh, I'll, I'll sort that out um and thank you to, to the five star reviews thank you so much for your continual this the five star reviews that we get um i said last week i said this that there was one star review turns out it's not jade had a look she's like what are you talking about i'm like well no there isn't there isn't so i don't know the voices man i said this on the fembrane I was like, ah, oh, your voices get in your head, don't they? You can get in your own way. But you do. You don't need to. People love it. Stop being a dickhead. Um, so thank you to Gav Cross. Gav Cross, funny looking. I am. I, I bet you're not. I bet you're well pretty. Um, Gav Cross, uh, and, uh, and thank you, mate. Thank you for that. Um, and yeah, do you know what? I try and be open and accessible. I try and be honest. I've had people say about, oh, the language is a bit much sometimes, but that's how I speak, you know, you need a bit of colourful language, you know, and, you know, I try, I try not to use the C word, but sometimes it's, it's apt, isn't it, you know, there's a few of them about, um, so thanks Gav, thank you mate, and uh, we've got John 27T, love the Heston, uh, the Heston episode, thank you mate, that's a good one, isn't it, Heston's a proper lad, he is, he's a fucking proper dude, um, Thank you, John. And then uh, we've got Ben Newman, Jersey. Top notch, says says Ben. Thank you, Ben. Um, pardon me. Uh, we've got Fat Boys. But, oh, I get this. I got this wrong before, didn't I? This is Fat Boys. Fat, fat Boys Wabs, isn't it? Fat Boys Wabs. It's not Fat Boys Swabs. Fat Boys Wabs. Insane. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? I love it. I love doing it. And I love that you're there. Thank you very much. Um, a Bertie Ham. Oh, hello. Hello. 
Hello. And it's honest, funny and clever. You're damn tootin' it is. I want to be honest. I love being honest. It's the best feeling, being honest. Sometimes I upset people I'm a bit too honest, but I'm doing my best. It's better than being a lying sack of shit that I used to be. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. And, uh, and then we got winners of grinners. Oh, thank you very much, winners of grinners. Always personal and makes it relevant. I do my best. The one thing about talking about mental health, and this is a podcast about mental health. I know it goes off on all manner of things. And some people go, well, it's not really about mental health. I don't see the point in sitting here, us talking about our ailments and our disabilities and things like that. You know, it's talking about how we, how we, how we get over these things, how we, how we embrace these things. And, and instead of making them feel like they're a difference and make us feel that we don't fit in, make them feel like they're, they're, they're a part of us and we embrace them. And then, and then we, and we help each other embrace each other's bits and bobs and, and that's how we get through this so it is about mental health at the end of the day that's what we're trying to do without trying to and it, it, but done in a way that isn't serious you know sitting here all serious who wants to be serious no one wants to be serious so thanks winners are grinners uh, and thank you to everybody please keep supporting the podcast please see, keep subscribing tell your friends spread the word and because without you this is nothing this is just me talking in a booth to produce a pool and as much as we love each other we could do this anywhere so thank you i don't know where this is going now thank you very much for your continued support you're all amazing my guest this week um is it's called 1990s chris uh, he's a spoken word poet um we kind of got we kind of connected through instagram and i was having a look at him fantastic i just was just drawn to him instantly i'm like who's this you know, because he talks about being queer and, and, and this is a conversation I've not really had before. And he talks about being working class and being working class and queer and talking about, these, you know, this is a conversation that doesn't really come up. There's still a lot of work to be done for for people, for, you know, for working class people. I think there's a lot of men out there, a lot of women, a lot of people in between, everybody. We're all struggling to have these conversations, you know, and this will come up in the episode. You'll hear, you'll hear me stumble a little bit because I, I don't know, I don't know how to begin these things, you know, and me now introducing it, I don't know how to do it. So this is why I have these conversations with wonderful people that, that help me through it and then help you through it as well. And then, you know, and this is how we get, this is how we get through. So um, yeah, so it was great to to have him on, and uh, and he and he, he did us a, a wonderful thing. Uh, he gave us a piece of his work at the end of the episode. So do stay tuned for that. Um, so coming up in a minute, nineteen nineties, Chris. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Good to have you on, man. Cheers, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for your patience as well. We're changing the times on you. I really oh, appreciate it's fine. that, man. It's, I'm not up to much. I'm just writing away. So it's cool, fine. cool. I was <laughs> yeah. We, I'm doing. I was filming this thing today. Um, stand up and sketch show. And um, cool. And I was being. I had to be. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Janine Haruni is a comedian. Uh, I was her dad. Uh, I had to be this Lovely. straight laced dad and uh yeah it's good it's good so but thanks nice. thanks for coming on and uh thank you patient. for having me that's my pleasure i'm i'm fascinated i've just been because i actually i because I, I know you through instagram uh-huh and yeah. then and then looking into what you do i'm like yes we need to have a conversation absolutely <laughs> we need to have a conversation firstly i want to talk about your fuchsia suit what a suit <laughs> that's something else it's- it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. More, was, people, uh, more people need to be brave. <laughs> I just always think it's just like, you might as well just have a bit of fun with it, aren't you? Like, Absolutely. Like, I don't know. It's, you can spend a lot of time just like, I don't know. I quite like when, when people just say like, I like when I put something on, I quite like people to just say stuff about it as well, to mm. be honest. It's quite nice when you turn up somewhere and someone's like, oh, that's nice. And you're like, yeah, it was makes it worth buying and you know what I mean? otherwise it's just boring isn't it well it's not even though even though we don't you know we you know you everyone's sort of like look after yourself you do what you want to do sometimes it is nice sometimes to, for other people to turn around and go you look fucking great and it just yeah. do you know what i mean i like that and that i saw that suit and i'm it, it reminded me i think i might have said this on here before but um talking about you like you talk about being uh, working class and mm, yeah. I remember being in Maidstone in Kent, and I remember turning up in the early, it's only early 2000s when I wore it, and I, and I had a pink shirt on, mm. and the fucking shit I got. <laughs> um, from the, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't yeah. get it, man. I don't get it. Just, it's just a colour, <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's such a funny thing. I find that really interesting that people get so like hung up on it or like, um, like how could you wear that and things like that and it's just like I don't know it, doesn't, it just doesn't really mean anything does it like no. um, but I, I think it's funny like in working class communities like that's always sort of been the way whatever I've worn whether it's been a a, a fucking pink two piece or you know mm. just a band t-shirt like someone's got something to say about it so always. it might as well be something good in it do you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's interesting like you like you say growing up in a in a working class environment, and I remember being into bros in the in the late eighties, and I remember dressing like them, and <laughs> I w- and I I was I was used to shit myself if I was on my way because I'd I'd wear it to get to the station and then fuck off out of town, um, <laughs> but I just used to be horrified, like, terrified because I had stars mm-hmm. and stripes shirt on and ripped Levi's and all that and yeah yeah not a football shirt in sight <laughs> just. <laughs> it's it's funny isn't it? i remember like sometimes i you know i do dress quite out there sometimes but then sometimes i just really 
that makes me feel really uncomfortable. It's weird, just depends on like the day or the time mm. or whatever. But I remember once going to a gig in Birmingham uh, and I'd worn like fishnets under my like denim shorts or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just like, I turned up like, and it was all fine because it was just like, you know, it's just a gig. So it's all, it wasn't, it didn't feel weird or anything. But after the gig, I was just like, I was just in this takeaway and my partner and my mates had just left to go like I can't remember they just went they were like right we don't want a kebab we're going to go to McDonald's or whatever and I was mm. like right I'm having a kebab I'll have it here so then I'm just sat there in a takeaway at like two in the morning in the middle of Birmingham with fishnets on waiting for my kebab and I didn't really notice that I was doing that like up until the point they left and then yeah. I was just like right I'm just on my own now in yeah, this right. kebab shop with fishnets on and like <laughs> Suddenly felt exposed. <laughs> yeah, and then I got all really defensive and weird about it because, like, people were just looking. But obviously, people are gonna fucking look. Do you know what I mean? Why did I yeah. put them on in the first place? Like, yeah, well, that's it. Isn't it? It's that. <laughs> I, I get it with my missus uh, Jade. She's because she's you know she's a larger lady, flamboyant in her attire, and and I keep saying, and she's always she's always getting into arguments on trains and things like that. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> you, you're gonna get looked at. You're 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 dressing differently to ninety percent of of the population. You're gonna get looked at. You're gonna get funny looks for all manner of reasons because people like it, because people feel threatened by it, because people are envious. You know, it's, yeah, definitely. you don't know people's stories, so you've just got to just shrug and just go with it. You know, if you're yeah. and like that in the kebab shop, like you say, easy for me to say that now. You know, I, that I wasn't in that position, and I, I imagine had I been in that position, I'd have been the same. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, know, yeah. it's weird. You, I think you just you second guess what people are thinking, mm. and I think like your insecurities you know, kicking, don't they? And yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, I think that's funny about you saying about on the train and just getting in arguments with people. My my dad's terrible for it. Like he's like really tattooed. So is my mum. Mm. They're like tattooed, like you know, all over. Brilliant. And, like obviously p- people look. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he he fucking hates it. And, like, I remember being, like, 16, walking around, like, on holiday or something. I'd, like, stretched ears and, like, I, like, was dressed in, like, you know, I was a little punk kid. So, mm. I, like, had, like, this little red mohawk and everything. And people obviously, like, look and they're a bit like, oh, what's that? And he's just walking along the street, like, staring everyone out <laughs> that's staring at me. And I'm like, this is lovely because you're being protective and nice. Mm. But also, this is just fucking mental, like... We, we're not going to get anywhere like this. Do you know what I mean? No, <laughs> no, that's it. It's that you've got, it, it, it's all on you, isn't it? To go, to have the confidence to go, yeah, I'm wearing this. Yeah, people are going to look at it. This is what I look like. And I, look, I know I look different to other people. And it's only been in the last few years that we've started to make those changes. You know, that like people are starting to be more, you know, they're more accepting of yeah. people that look different, you know? Because when I was growing up, Anyone that was gay that was on the television, there was always a comment, and they were always kind of like a caricature, you know. Uh-huh. It was Definitely. always over the top and overly flamboyant, and and I suppose I think that's what interests me in, in, in you as well. You were talking about being um, about queer and being gay and bisexual and those things, yeah, and 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 talking about being working class and so not over, not 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 like a caricature. Yeah, it's it's weird that I was like. The ca- the caricatures have like definitely sort of they've they've fucked with me a bit over time like mm. I, like f- for sure like it was sort of I just never felt like I connected to that at all um, and I th- I don't think a lot of people do because it's this just ridiculous sort of character that I don't really I've not really met anyone you know like those mm, sort of yeah. 
that sort of campness you get on sort of carry on and stuff like yeah. that which is like beyond campness so it gets like straight again which is just mental but um yeah <laughs> um like it's it's weird because yeah i i felt really disconnected from it and that was always the sort of that would be the most sort of that would be the closest to a working class sort of queer representation i would get growing up mm. so it's 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 weird because i just didn't connect with it at all whatsoever um and it sort of just makes you feel really separate from that because i grew up in a rural area as well so like you know it was like even more so like i think in a city maybe you get to see people a little bit more in real life yeah, i don't know yeah. but in in a rural place i was like well that's what you know being gay is like and you know like just because everything that's around you and everything that people say about it you kind of you learn to hate it as well mm. even if it's a part of you you know you learn to think like oh yeah because i had all these weird feelings about sort of you know being like well i'm a bit like that because i'm bi so that's yeah. a bit a part of me but also like that's absolutely not me at all so i was like who am i supposed to look to like who am i sp even now that there's not really much representation around it because I don't know, there's not very many, particularly like, I, th I don't really like the term straight acting, but like, you know, like blokey sort yeah. of queer men that are I'm working class. There's like, there's just not really many about. So I thought, you know, I better start talking about it. A no, bit that's more. good. Yeah, well, yeah, this is like you say, growing up, um, it was very unusual. You know, I, I'm trying to think of, trying to think of any examples growing up where there was someone that was, I know that there was that was in growing up. I was in very recently in I think the film was called London Boulevard, and it's Colin Farrell and right and what's his name Ray Winston is in it. And Ray Winston uh -huh. plays this gangster, and he part of his character. What they say is is that what he'll do is that he'll get older men and then he'll fuck them, right? <laughs> as part of the interrogation thing, uh -huh. and it was yeah, like yeah. And, and 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 but these things like that. It's like. Yeah, there wasn't anyone. It's only been in a couple of recent years that people have been going, "Yeah, I'm gay." So fucking what? Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and I don't have to wear a tiara to fucking show you. <laughs> and it's funny, isn't it? Because I think it's really hard to like sort of push against that without saying, without people thinking you're saying, "Well, you can't be like real feminine or whatever." Because obviously you can, and that's fine. And yeah. like I think it's just I think that in that sort of working class sort of environment there's just there's just no opportunity to to say that or mm. to kind of occupy those kind of space because i talking about films and stuff i remember think seeing um what uh le is it called legend what's the one with uh it's um tom hardy with uh ronnie and reggie Craig. oh yeah yeah legend yeah so i remember seeing that and thinking like fuck me like you know, one of the Cray, Cray twins is gay. Like that's mm. mental. Yeah, and like that. Do you know what I mean? That shouldn't be like a highlight of my representation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, violent psychopath. It's a pretty fucking bad one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there must it's, be others. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I yeah, and I think the more I've spoke about it, and like, especially like, um, I wrote um a piece for BBC Sounds uh, called Erasure Island about all of this invisibility and stuff and that mm. you can't really see it and it's specifically like about a bisexual experience and um once i put that out there like i just spoke to like so many people that just would like talk to me at shows at gigs or like message me and stuff and just be like do you know what this is me too and like yeah like i've there's not really anything 
about like this so like thanks for it and that just felt really powerful because yeah. i just really you know i made something that i would have needed a few years ago well yeah um, yeah like basically. you say it's not there so fuck it i'll make it myself yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah I, it's funny i've talked about this before i've i i worked in a gay sauna early 2000s and my mate used to go to this sauna and i needed a job and he went he goes yeah i need staff in no. this sauna get a job oh like, yeah brilliant and then he said to me he goes he goes don't tell them you're straight and i was like <laughs> why he went oh, i might be a bit funny just don't tell them so yeah. i had to pretend i was gay and nice and and i'd never been gay before so i didn't know what i was doing and <laughs> and i ended up i had a i had a, a, a um, i had an experience with this fella um who actually paid me some money to do <laughs> did some stuff i actually talk about it on stage now i did a show about it and a lot of the, a lot of the guys used to come into the sauna they were they were men like blokes yeah, yeah. with still with dirty hands from the building site you know, they were, yeah, yeah. they'd part the van around the corner. Some of them were married and they were doing it, you know, they were sneaking around, which was a shame that they still felt they had yeah. to do that. And it, and I, and I did that show, I did it in Edinburgh and I had people coming up to me afterwards going, someone that sounds like you talking about getting sucked off in a sauna by a fella. <laughs> he's really, has really helped me out. So I get powerful, it. powerful, isn't it? Well, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It's really powerful. And like, which is odd because it doesn't feel like it really should be that revolutionary or anything. No. But, you know, it, it is because it's so often like just, uh, you know, like it's the butt of the joke all the time, isn't it? And like yeah. it's mad. But um, yeah, like I like I can't imagine like working in a gay sauna must have been like pretty revealing. Like right. that's pretty mad. Like that's a, that's quite an interesting window into the world. Yeah. Quite an extreme one. <laughs> well, that was it. I, it was, yeah. Talking about extremes, this was full on. Yeah. And uh, I saw some stuff, man. And it, and it really, and cause you know, up to that point, I was never really sure. I was like, am I gay? I don't know. Cause I never felt like I fitted in. And now I'm older. I kind of go, no one feels like they fitted in. No one, no, no one yeah. really. We don't fit into this, this societal system. We're all we're all really different, and we've all got other shit going on, and I think yeah. that's where a lot of mental health problems come from. Yeah, I was just gonna say that that I think that sort of thing of like trying to you know find your role models and trying to work out where you fit in with it, like it just like I find like particularly like being sort of you know like I've pretty much predominantly had female partners, so mm. I've always sort of felt like there's this part of it where I'm like, oh, am I lying to myself a little bit or whatever? And you like second guess yourself all the time on it. Yeah. Because you've got this other thing about you. And it's just like, it's weird that you, you question it that much, I think. But it's just because there's no what You can't really see anyone else living it Yeah. In, in a way that it's just like there. So you're like, yeah, that's fine. I don't have to worry about that so much. But the amount of anxiety and sort of pressure you put yourself on under and like that you don't, that whole kind of, because you're right and like not, people don't seem to i think everyone feels like they don't fit in really but mm. when it's that sort of thing you don't when it goes really internal like it's it's like oh i don't even know if i fit in with myself that's almost how it feels like yeah. you can't work out which I, and yeah like that i'm definitely like i've definitely really fucking worried about everything like that stemmed from that massively like it's weird like definitely like i've i definitely feel more comfortable in the sort of company of women and stuff like that mm. um for lots lots of reasons but that was one of them that you know that sort of thing um you know being queer as a working class person yeah like 
working class women just don't really give a fuck. Like, they, no. they just don't care. Like, it's yeah. just not a thing. And like, lots of working class men don't actually care, but they feel like they have to pretend they care because they don't want anyone questioning them. It's yes. a really weird fucking thing. Because I definitely think that working class people are definitely like way more accepting than oh, God, most yeah. other sections of society because you know you just you mix with so many more people yes. like doing the jobs you do all that stuff like you know you you talk to so many more people so you just get used to it yeah, just, yeah like yeah. you know people are different like you don't have a weird little strata of your dinner parties and all that and you know it just doesn't happen does it so no no it's right. like it's it's funny like they're really accepting but there's this sort of like kind of this really strange thing where people have to sort of act like a certain way. Like when I used to work in a factory, um, I used to find this thing of where I would like be talking to the lads that work there and stuff. And they just sort of default to like pretending they don't really like, like their missus that much. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. And I'm like, it's so weird. I'm like, you obviously fucking love her. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you've been with her for three years. You've got like, you've got a kid on the way. Like what? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you don't like her, you're a mug, and you. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> you obviously like her enough to make a baby with her. Yeah, it's just it's just really odd. It's just a really odd thing, like that. There, you just because it's so so transparent that you know they really care about that person or whatever. But there's so many things like that. I remember um, just talking to like talking to those blokes that work there. It's just so revealing. Like, if you question them on anything, they just sort of like you know they're just like if you talk to them about it they'll they'll get to a point with you where they you know you're on the same page most of the time mm. like it's really interesting but before that moment they're just spouting off at you most of the time like just you know total defense mechanism and yeah it's, yeah yeah i know what you mean i absolutely know what you mean and it's and it's unnecessary you like just relax yeah. just relax it's all good <laughs> don't worry just because we i've done I, i've worked with loads of people like that and you you know they they just will not. A lot happens. It's always they always die, they always go to football and uh -huh. and yeah. then and then because I don't follow football, so they don't have anything to talk to me about, and and so they just sort of they don't know what they're doing. Then they start to puff up and. And then they yeah. start, yeah, slagging off the misses, and they start doing. And I'm like, J -j -j find something else to talk about. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just finding those connection points, and like, they don't like. There's not much within working class masculinity where you can show that sort of vulnerability that you just actually really want that person to like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's it. That's literally it. Like that is, it's. So, I find it fascinating because, like, I just yeah, those conversations on the, like a shop floor or something like that just. They're mad because, you, yeah, you can go from football one minute to sort of like immigration the next and you're like, oh, hang on, where's this going? Yeah. Like, fucking hell. And then, and then you're back round to something else and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's all about them just trying to find, you, you're just trying to find that point of which you're sort of like connected. But for me, it's, you know, I definitely like, it's an interesting world into into it for me because I've like, so many times I get told like these really like sort of, horrific like homophobic opinions that are really mm. strong and like ingrained and stuff and I'm there just like oh fucking hell yeah. I wonder when I should say <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way <laughs> like I like yeah it's just really interesting like I uh, just drop it in randomly all the time just about anything and it's just you're there like all of a sudden like oh fucking hell and like yeah I find it really interesting I wrote I wrote a short film about it um and like exploring it in that sense and making the film was really interesting because like I thought that I was like really done 
with the whole thing. Like yeah. I didn't, it didn't affect me anymore. But when I was making the film and having to go through it and recreate sort of the situation a bit, like it actually felt really emotional. It like felt it yeah. like really got to me because I was actually, do you know what? Like I c- there's so many times I've been having this like all right conversation, getting to know someone, and then they've dropped something in like that, and I'm like, oh for fuck's sake! Yeah. Like, did you have to do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was really starting to like you then. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. it's but weird. It's weird. But there's also that assumption that this is a conversation that's happening a lot more now um, about people that are you know, bisexual. And yeah. there's that assumption, there's always that joke, oh, greedy. <laughs> hey? but, yeah. But the f- that's the first time I've ever heard like you you saying um, that you know you're uncomfortable with it. Like you're not uncomfortable with it, but you were like you know you're you're with a girl, but you know they, you weren't sure, and 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 there's that assumption that you, you can either go, oh, I could just be with a woman, I could just be with a man. It, I'm just yeah. whatever, whatever's easiest, and it and it isn't like that, is it? No, you can't let it go. It's really weird because you feel like you're being unauthentic to yourself, which mm. is a weird feeling for sure like but that whole greedy thing is quite funny because it's like it's like it's the joke that people do when they like want to tell you they're all right with it yeah yeah which is which is the which is funny because you're like like you're like i've racked racked my brains over this whole thing for like years mate and like you're just putting it down to me like oh i could fuck everyone if you I could just to. fuck it whoever <laughs> regardless of gender whatever you could just step yeah. outside and stick your cockings on it and that, that and that yeah yeah it's weird because it's not it's not like that at all like it's i'm like definitely the pool of people which you could fuck does definitely go down a bit when you say you're queer mm. like for sure like not not because you know not because people are like particularly sort of horrible or anything but it's just there is definitely like an interesting kind of preference there's a there's a weird thing that women have about men that would sleep with men or do sleep with men. Right. Um, which that's that's one of the things that I've always found it quite hard to square away in my head mm. and sort of that's like of all the things like that could make me feel weird and sort of emasculated and shameful, like that's probably one of the main ones. Which right. is which is quite interesting. But then I don't know, I heard once, um, you know, you know, like Amber Rose has that sex podcast. Yes. Um, so she identifies as bi and stuff. And on that podcast, she was talking about how she wouldn't sleep with a man who slept with men. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. like I really didn't expect it. I didn't expect that to be the way no. of the conversation. I was like getting geared up for this conversation that was going to be really like validating for me and really lovely. And I was like, thank fuck someone said it. And like, almost like it would put my mind at rest a little bit, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I get do you know it. what I mean? You just need that stuff yes. in, in your life, don't you? Um, and then, yeah, I was like, heard her like, be like, oh yeah, no, I just wouldn't. It's just not for me. And I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, fuck. Okay. Like that's even, even someone who's thought about it a lot is by themselves or whatever. Mm. Still got this like thing about it. But then, you know, all phobias get really internalised, don't they? Like, yeah, but it's funny, you know. isn't it? You'd think, like you say, she, you know, she, she identifies as bi, mm. and then, but has a problem with somebody else that is bi. Yeah, which is fascinating. That. And I mean, yeah, it just comes down from thinking blokes fucking blokes is gross, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, <fuck> yeah. <laughs> isn't that I'm bisexual, but I'm homophobic at the same time? What? Yeah, but that happens <laughs> loads, and I think, like, you know, like that's. Uh, it's weird, like certain queer spaces and stuff, you can feel really unwelcoming. Really? Um, yeah, which is odd. Like, not 
loads of them but like mm. sometimes you can and it's just um like yeah like sort of it's weird sort of like spending time with just like with men that are just gay and stuff like some of them are really sound to just get it but you get the few that are a bit like you're just gay really aren't you and you're like right. you can sort of tell that they think that even if they don't say it it's a yeah. bit weird or they just treat you like this a bit a bit different but maybe that's my own insecurities about it maybe it's just like you know yeah I've, that's happened a couple of times and i'm kind of putting it on other people but yeah it's it's tricky i think there's it's weird to find your space and where you are yeah. and i think the whole class thing interacting with that it just adds another whole weird fucking dynamic which is oh, just confusing <laughs> yeah but all of it but all of it yeah you look at you go why are we still having these conversations? Why do we have to still have these conversations? Everybody, your sexuality is irrelevant. Who, do, who gives a fuck who you, who you want to make love to? It doesn't matter, does it? It's like, and in the class, yeah, I mean, the class thing is different. But yeah. It's just, it's, but it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's only, this is a very recent conversation that's starting to happen about, you know, voices like yours talking about being bisexual, talking about gender, talking about pronouns and things like that. And it, yeah, you know, it's, and, it, it's, and this is the thing. It's this is why it's tricky for you, for people that are starting these conversations because you don't know how to start them. I know I I, I had Jordan Gray on um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's a trans woman. Yeah, and I know I, Jordan. Yeah, and I know and I know Jordan. And even that, I'm trying to get the conversation started. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it's really tricky. I think I think like like gender particularly is really difficult to talk about because it's so like ingrained in everything that we do all the time absolutely and, yeah and like i, I yeah if it, it's it is a really hard conversation to have with people like because i i definitely like one of the things i've always tried to do is always be like i definitely have like put my life in this course of the way like i live in bristol now i've got like a bubble of like people that like you know are really sound about everything so mm. i don't really have to think about that all the time but I like I've still like got all my old mates still like I don't I haven't like cut any of the ties from back home because I'm like from Hereford originally right. so small little rural market town um, and I've always sort of just not hidden anything about myself to them ever mm. so like it's always been really open um, and it's sort of like now where I'm like in those spaces I talk to my family about stuff and they're like pretty cool about chatting about things they'll ask lots of questions and it's fine so those conversations i have but they can be really hard because i can like go in you know like see like a relative or whatever for like a cup of tea or whatever we'll get like halfway into the conversation and then they'll ask me something about something and then like three hours later i'm like yeah they just they just use they them pronouns yeah like that just oh, yeah. that's all you need to know <laughs> so you don't need to worry about it any more than that just yeah. like that's just what they do and that's, that's fine that's, yeah that's what but, they want just do it <laughs> it doesn't really matter to you does it but it's funny people hold on to gender in a way that they don't hold on to sexuality but i think it's because maybe i don't know maybe people i think you can what what I normally get when I tell people I'm bi is they're like, oh, yeah, if they're women, mainly. Mm. They're like, oh, I could imagine myself with a woman, maybe, if things have gone a bit different. They can, like, put themselves yeah. in the situation. But I think with gender stuff, it's a lot harder to approach as someone who hasn't had to think about it themselves. Well, yeah, um, yeah. And, and, yeah, it's just, it's just tricky. Because I thought about gender a lot because of sort of how I just think it like interacts with my sexuality, what it means to me and all that stuff. And like, I don't know. I think 
it's it, yeah, it's it's really tricky to get people to talk about it in a way that isn't them just being like, well, boys, are boys and girls, are girls, aren't they? Because mm. they freak the fuck out. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just scary in it to them. And I yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it, there's yeah, I think that's the one where people are still like pretty. Uh, people are pretty cautious about what they say about people's sexuality. Like they don't try to really upset people on the whole. Mm. But I think there's a lot of people back like gender trans yeah. identity and stuff where they're just like fuck them well, I think it's, it's fear isn't it? terrible yeah it's fear isn't it <laughs> they don't like they don't understand it so they're scared of it and this yeah. is like we said it's a very recent conversation that we've started to have so there's also that assumption that right now we're having these conversations this is everything should be changed overnight they go no it doesn't work like that we're making this we're making a start yeah, you know, you know, you just this is how it, you know, it's going to be rocky, and we, but we will at least we're doing it, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, definitely, that's definitely it, isn't it? Like, but I do think there's this thing which is really interesting that I find, and it just shows like I think it shows like insecurity, and it shows how like fragile I think as men we can be for sure. Is that mm. a lot of the times when you do talk about that stuff, like any of it, it just gets like that person you're talking to about it, they start to feel a bit as though like you're attacking like them being a man and they're like they're not allowed to do yeah. that anymore yeah 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 and and i'm just like that's such an interesting argument like like oh can i not be can i not just be a bloke and i'm like oh yeah do what you want. No, one's, no one's saying you can <laughs> no, no one's, it's not, they're not taking it away from you mate just, they're uh, just giving extra options yeah. like, <laughs> other people are just going actually i don't i don't actually feel like this thing that i've been given this yeah this gender that's been bestowed upon me i don't actually feel like that i feel like this and you know what sometimes i don't even feel like that i feel like something else i feel different all the time exactly i like and we can it doesn't take very hard to like look at how like you know um like what you do with this podcast is great it gets you know men to talk about their mm. shit and you know it's it's awesome but like the fact that it exists and that we have to yes. and like make people talk about stuff like yeah. like otherwise we're just these sort of weird rigid like unemotionless <laughs> things that like you yeah. know like like love is shown by like money in a birthday card and a pat on the back <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like here's a, here's a tenner like I'm never going to tell you I love you that's but, it uh, here's a tenner just to show my token <laughs> goes this far it's funny like, you're right yeah, yeah. go on it's, it, it's, it's just weird because I just think like that obviously shows that we're you know we're constrained by our gender so oh, like sure. it, it makes it harder for us you know what I mean we're like fucking you know like loads of us are fucking killing ourselves because of it like and you know but but when people start to question it to give you a bit of option of a bit of freedom you're like oh fuck no don't open the fucking don't open the box (laughs) i don't want to put this in the box i don't want to get it out again (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i've just about like swallowed it down so don't fucking make me talk about it (laughs) yeah don't do this to me now i'm not gonna punch someone in a weather spoon (laughs) it's um yeah, I've spent, I mean, you know, I, I've, I had very, my parents very open-minded, but I still, they, I was still brought up in the old, you know, the old framework, the old constructs, the old, you know, the mm. blue for a boy, pink for a girl. And I find myself now, part of the reason why I do this podcast is not just helping other people, it's helping me understand more and ask questions more, like that having the conversations about pronouns and, 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 you know, and, and the word queer, the word queer, yeah you know, when I was growing up, that was, that meant you were gay and it was a slur mm. and it was like, oh, you fucking queer. And, <laughs> yeah. but now it's, now it's got, it's kind of been like, 
you know, like you're taking ownership back of it, or it's being, it's yeah. actually, this is what, so to be queer, I'm still, I, I'm still not, I'm still not 100% sure what that means. Sure. Okay. So for me, I can, you know, I can only really answer for me, but, yeah. um, for me, uh, what I would say is that I think by bi- bisexual is my sexual identity, so mm. to speak. Um, that's, you know, how I see myself that way. Yeah. But I use the kind of term queer to describe myself because, um, it's like, I think it's like a connecting quite political term. So it's like, if I say that about myself, I'm linking myself to lots of other people that also say they're queer. Right. Um, So I feel that, you know, if I just say I'm a bisexual man, that kind of, you know, it means that my experience um, and my outward experience to other people can, is a little bit, I feel like it's limiting just calling it that. Mm. Um, Whereas if I say, you know, I, I would say I'm like a queer bisexual man. So saying that, for me like makes me link with other people that identify with that term queer because yeah. i think it's it's a, to me it's a connecting tool it's a it's an umbrella that we can all sort of get under yeah. together so if i say you know i'm queer that that means that it's it just it has always sort of it's meant that i'm noticing the similarities that i would have uh with you know a trans woman or uh a lesbian woman or you know like all these other types of people within that there's i think like kind of queer is quite for me it's quite unifying and it's just a bit of a like it's a bit of a yeah it's just a bit of a fuck you to like you know like having having to have all these separate stratas of things because it's just like i don't know it's just bollocks in it we're just like we're all just we're all just people at the end of the day and like just i don't know it it, like for that's how it feels to me it's like a reject it's like a rejection um and a way it. to connect with other people that reject it so it's more that we're connecting over the rejection than i like that what we actually get up to i fucking I mean? love that connecting <laughs> over the rejection that's great man and that yeah and unifying i i'm a big i'm a big fan of that yeah bringing people together making people feel more accepted in the world especially as it is now it's fucked and <laughs> yeah. now more it's than ever, it. it's <laughs> fucked. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm no scientist, but it's fucked. And it, <laughs> and we need to be now more than ever. We need to be coming to. We need to be coming together and, like you say, unifying. And things Definitely. like gender, things like pronouns, things like that shouldn't even be. It shouldn't even be a thing. We shouldn't even have to be talking about it. You know, we should. There's other things to worry about. It's like that's that should just be a given. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's not even a problem. It's like yeah, that's you. That's me. This is us. But, yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I end up talking to people about it a lot and I'm just like, I don't, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really have loads to say, but it's a pretty open and shut case for me. Mm. Like, I'm like, just, it's just fine, isn't it? Just get on with it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time I end up having those conversations with people from where I grew up and people, you know, that you had those, that, you know, I have that, com- I do have that conversation with them. Um, and it, for them, it can be really quite powerful and, uh, you know, important to have, and for me, it feels really like you know, but it's fucking hard work. It's like, oh yeah, it's you know, it's like it, you just keep going over it. But I do it as much. I talk about that stuff as much as I talk about you know, not fucking hating Polish people as well. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah, it's funny, that it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it's it's interesting, but like, I just think that like, there's so much that we, you know 
as as working class men, you just try to fucking hold on to anything you can for a bit of self respect. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if that is that you're not this fucking namby pamby fucking you know, um, like just like soft person, yeah, like that's your thing to hold on to. So you do, which I kind of get, but obviously it's weird because it just sh- like that's a much more sensitive position to have, and a much more like kind of like. Uh, like I don't know, it's just funny in it that the, the rejection is that people are too soft and sensitive, and your way of reacting against that is by being really sensitive and reactive <laughs> to everything anyone fucking says that isn't to do with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such an odd. It's an odd way of like being like, oh, I don't care about nothing. Nothing fucking matters to me. But please don't do that because it upsets me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go. It's, you know, it's that, yeah. I, I had that. It's, it's so funny. Steve Hughes, community Steve Hughes, got his brilliant bit about, he goes, you know, he goes, he goes, gay people get a lot of stick. And he goes, he goes, you know, a lot of you know, gay men, he goes, they fuck men. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing more manly oh, yeah. than that. Yeah, and, I've heard that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a great <laughs> bit. And you're like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> You know, goes you, you little pussy vaginas, <laughs> um, and I. It was it's things like that, like you know, Steve Hughes being this, you know, this American, this Australian, like bloke. Mm. But when you get to know Steve, like he grew up in this small town in the middle of nowhere, and they had to make their own entertainment. And so for him to have that world view, is yeah. is impressive. Well, this is a thing. I think you know, like I can't remember who said it. Um, but it's something about like, you know, like very intelligent working class people that grow up in isolated environments that then get really super educated and whatever. They're like the most dangerous fucking people Mm. to like, you know, they're like, you know, the fucking powers that be. So, and I, I, I definitely, I definitely find that like from moving from a small little, a small little, um, rural town where, you know, lots of people were racist openly and homophobic Mm. and stuff like that i've moved to bristol now big city where you know i like i encounter it less but not that much less really no like like i just you know it's it's more that i got more people to choose from of who to spend my time with so i don't really have to put up with you know johnny from down the road who fucking goes on about like the army all the time and how like you know like it's like and he's got this idea about like nationalism or whatever like when you're in a little place you put up with that shit you just you're just like yeah that's fine mate whatever um and like yeah it's funny because like i don't know those 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 ideas get so connected up to stuff that when you're in a small place you can understand why it's like that like i definitely could get it like for sure um, but in a big city, you're like, you fuck me, you've had all this opportunity to not be a knobhead, <laughs> and you still are. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that, is some, that is some weapons grade knobheadness. Well done. You really dug your heels in. It, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? So I do think there's like, there's this idea that sm- like small town sort of mind and stuff like that means that there's no people there that are, you know, are sound and, you know, like, up for like difficult conversation. But most of the time, they just don't want to, they just don't use the same language as, you know, like, the like liberal elite i think mm. a lot of the time that's that's a part of the problem i think sometimes that i think people get into this idea that you know um like people that are very accepting but find, sometimes find the language a little bit difficult mm. that they're just being difficult and i think 
actually no like it's not always like that really like language is super important and mm, but you know but it's like it's sometimes i think you can have a bit more patience around it and see where someone's coming from and a lot of the time they're actually just being like yeah i just don't really get it yeah and then, you know, well here, here it is and then like yeah all right <laughs> yeah well that happens a lot around the pronouns conversation yeah and they're all like oh, what's wrong with just being a he and a she you know what's just you're just attention seeking right where were these pronoun conversations you know a couple of years ago you go we weren't having them and now we are and this is how it is <laughs> and so yeah you know yeah if someone wants to be a they them or a he she it's up to them you've just got to be you'd be accepted they're not they're not it's not encroaching on your life in any way shape or form yeah i think as well this is thing that like, i think about it i think about it quite a lot sometimes when we have a conversation where you're like is it really that important that you know someone's gender to be able to like speak to them like yeah i think this is definitely a thing like where like people just i want to just know where i am at with it and you're like <laughs> well, you don't need to know like if you're treating men and women like just to make it a simple conversation like yeah. if you're just treating men and diff- uh, men and women really differently what, what are you up to anyway <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah what are you doing like i don't know like <laughs> you know what i mean i just like if you're like you know like it's like you're gonna fucking you know gonna yeah, chat what, to a bloke about football and ask ask a woman to make you a cup of tea like what exactly like, that's what it is <laughs> old-fashioned sexism <laughs> that's what it is i need yeah. to know your gender before i can embark on a conversation with you about certain topics now yeah how much respect am i going to give you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it just boils down to that respect yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you a bird or are you a geezer <laughs> where can we go after that yeah 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 fucking hell it's funny it's, am, I, am it. I gonna shag you or fight you <laughs> which one is it <laughs> I think that's what it is I've talked about that before where I, we've like especially I, I don't know I'm only speaking by from my experience as being a being a, a dude and sure and, it, and you, you get this you know you got the animal brain when you when you first meet someone and you got that little animal brain this tiny voice just goes can you eat that can you fuck it what we're going to do with that and then you then your civilized side of your brain goes no that's a person yeah, we just yeah. talk to it talk to it like a person what's wrong with you you go yeah but I want to eat it I want to fuck it I don't know what I'm going to do and then you got all that shit going on in your head and this all goes on in like a split second of meeting someone yeah and I think yeah, a yeah. lot of that a lot of men I, like I said, I'm going. I'm only going by my experience. A lot of men. That's, that's what men are dealing with. Yeah, definitely. I like that whole thing of like. I I wrote this poem that I always used to make people react quite like sort of one way or the other. It's about uh, it's about walking like down a road and looking mm. at a woman, and like just like it's about all the shit that you think about when you just see a woman that you think is attractive, yeah. and like you're like just your like natural like male gaze that just happens yeah. and you're like you're like there's like that animalistic instinct about it that people are fucking t- petrified of talking about yes that, 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 that you have that that you're like you'll see someone that's fit and you're like oh I want to fuck them and like like you get like really like uh about it like proper like blokey about it and like like that's in your head for like a couple of seconds and then you're like I'm now going to carry on walking up the road because that's just fucking mental to think about, isn't it? <laughs> like, it, like yeah. you, like, and it's the same with loads of stuff like that. And I think that's the, that's the kind of like joy of like, for me at least, with like kind of writing and putting stuff out there and like the comedy I like does this as well, where that you're kind of you explore that little bit, yes. like just before you have your like your actual yeah like your civilized thought about it because it's the thing with all that stuff like where. Um, 
most of those, you know, we've talked a little bit about those conversations about sort of where you go back and forth with people that they're really touchy about the pronouns, but mm. it happens with the like Black Lives Matter uh, right. movement as well. People are like super like fucking, you know, they like really get defensive about the fact that, you know, all the, all the lives matter. Oh, I know. Shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, they, yeah. Of course they do. You're not listening. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that thing where like, you you know, like, it, it, it made me look all that the language around that stuff and all the stuff people were talking about made me really look like really inwardly about like some of the like fucked up thoughts I have that are definitely racist that I've learned from just being a person in the UK mm, like yeah. and having oh, the definitely. education I've had and all that stuff you know like you think you, you know like the first thing like sometimes it's just like you'll you'll like you'll see something you'll hear something you'll speak to someone and there'll just be this little fucked up thought that pops up in your head and you're like fucking hell yeah like mate was, was i was i born in like the 1800s what the fuck <laughs> you're fucking right i've got it ingrained in me it, yeah. it's a split second but you see a you see a black dude in a flash car and you're bringing yeah. a drug dealer and you go what yeah. the fuck what you where have you done that yeah I and know. that's good all the shit that's been pumped into you yeah yeah like and you like and you're like and it's just all that shit like that and like that's like and people are so scared to say that stuff yeah and like and i think that's the best way to like actually deal with these with, with these things and actually go like actually make some sort of work on them is look inwardly and be like what 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 do you what do you think like what when what what fucked up stuff do you think and how can you talk to other people about that and yeah. be like oh it's fucking mental that we just think that innit yeah like it's awful but like it's come from somewhere yes and obviously someone wanted that to happen like you know that benefits people that oh, we think yeah. that you know and like and then if, once you start unpacking that a bit you're like oh no it's it's i just should i shouldn't just tell people to like not be racist because that doesn't really work or not be transphobic mm. you have to like look in and be like what do i you know yeah. what do i think and where has it come from for me and like how do i jump from that fucked up thought to the one where i just act like normal and treat people like people yeah yeah but well, this is what yeah it's why i like doing this like i say i've been able to have some really good conversations with people and go I've, I've actually been able to get these things out and go look this is in me what do i do with it like this yeah. is you know this is what i grew up i'm not i'm not i don't want to offend anyone or upset anyone but i've had this in me for whatever reason i don't know where it came from but it's in me now and it's like talking to jordan we're talking to jordan about this and and it's like you know she's a trans woman and I was saying to Jordan, I'm like, I, you know, we, we've been sat and I'm like, I have, I have feelings for Jordan. And it was, and I'm like, but I don't know how to talk about them. Sure. And it was, and because uh, of all the old bollocks that's been pumped into me. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like, I find you attractive, Jordan, but I've got this old <laughs> fucking shit in me that's going, yeah, but it's got a cock. And it's all that, all these <laughs> like split second thoughts pinging off. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know. Well, also that other way like the complete like fetishization of like trans women yes and that that you know like that whole f like do you know what i mean i grew up like watching like documentaries about blokes going to thailand like like to like find a like a trans thai wife mm. with my dad when i was like 13 like like <laughs> just on channel four do you know what i mean let's just, <laughs> just have get a family family get together let's just like <laughs> let's just watch this weird old bloke from the midlands go and you know fucking yeah. Sleep with someone with a penis that he feels okay about sleeping with. Like, oh, I'd love to have been a flan of all that night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's unusual. Full of biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like, but, um, but like that was just like normal entertainment that like, these people were so odd that they find trans women attractive. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, 
and it, it's weird I, like i definitely think that you know like having like having attraction to trans women when i was like when i sort of found out that i had that when i was a teenager that like that really fucked me up for a bit yeah right because i was like i was like oh i'm i'm i like I'm, i was pretty sure i was buying everything when i was like 14 13 and i was just like oh that's all right would shag men would shag women yeah fine mm. and then i was just like and like obviously the first place i ever saw a trans person was on like i don't know if it was Pornhub at the time but right. it was porn do you know what i mean yeah uh, so then i'm like oh look what are these fucking sexual beings and that's all that they were to me at that time yeah i had as a teenager do you know what i mean and like it's yeah it's really fucked up that i had such a weird feeling about that it like that sort of made me feel like i was like not a good person which is just fucking terrible yeah it's just awful um but you know it took probably you know i mean i don't even know if i've really ever said that out loud that much before like yeah it's just it's just funny like you just don't really it's something i'm thinking about a lot at the moment i'm doing a bit of work on it but like it's just yeah like that whole thing of like having like your like men straight men being attracted to people who are women and then having a massive fucking crisis about yeah. it because yeah 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 they because you know, society has put shit on yeah. you yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's that thing in it like it is that first thought of like you know and it, and and all all of this stuff just comes down to our own insecurity doesn't it really yeah. we're just worried about shit all the time and who we are and what things what are things that we do what who does that make us what does yes. that yes how are we going to be perceived? What does that mean? F- yeah, for who we are. And who the fuck are we worried about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Who is this person? This thing that we're yeah that we're judging it's, ourselves against. It's like, not. It's yeah. It's weird. It's not neighbourhood watch, is it? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I just yeah. I, it's, it's, I just don't know. Like, because <laughs> I definitely have it, and I'm like, I like you know, like what? Where the fuck do we get all this shame from? Like, yeah, but anything I don't know, it's like it's the hardest thing to unlearn shame, though, isn't it? Oh, like, yeah, and this is once it's in you. Oh, god, I had yeah. um, it's funny, I've had conversations with Jade, and because it's been a couple of times, and I've gone, Well, you're well, you're bisexual, then the things she said, and she's like, Well, I'm not. She goes, I'm in a relationship, I'm in a loving relationship with you, that means I'm mm. straight, mm. and I went, Oh, right, so if you weren't in this relationship with me. And then maybe you would be in a relationship with a woman. And sure. we had that conversation and then she kind of shut it down. I, just, I, I don't <laughs> didn't know where it was going, but... It's really interesting. That that thing was like, that particular conversation was like really liberating for me. I had it um, with a friend of mine um, who I made the short film with actually about the factory, factory mm. talk. Um, yeah. We, um, yeah, so we made that together. Um, but kind of she was just really lucy um she was really really helpful in in terms of my development in terms of like being able to actually kind of uh find who i was and stuff and work out that i actually was who i thought i was because i think when we first spoke i was maybe like 25 so this is only a few years ago 26 maybe so i'm 28 now but like we had this conversation where she, I was like, oh, because, you know, I'm with my partner and she's a woman. I'm like, I've this is kind of the life I've chose. We're like steady. We're together. We've been together a long time. Mm. Like, that's it. So I'm not really this thing or whatever. And she was like, well, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, you are. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, 
she was like, you still are that person. Like, yeah. your relationship doesn't erase who you are. And I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck me. She was like, you're actually in a queer relationship, Chris. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like, you're queer. You're, you, that's how you identify. So by proxy, you're a queer person in a relationship. That, you know, that's sort of, okay. you know, that's, that's what it makes that. And like, that's obviously just her opinion. On yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah. But like, and everyone can have all their like sort of different thoughts about that. But that really made sense to me. And that was like, fuck, yeah, I can just be who I am, even though yeah, regardless. I'm doing this thing. Because I always felt like I, fu- I've, I chose the easy way out. That's definitely how I thought about it, which is, which is weird, because obviously I love my partner. As I say, yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, that's it, isn't it? You've just, you fall in love with somebody and yeah. the gender and, and, and that is irrelevant. You know, you, yeah. you fell in love with that person. Yeah. It, it just so happened that, you know, she's a woman and that's it. It's not, yeah. yeah, it could have been a guy that you fell in love with in that, in that respect or whatever, whoever. Exactly. And yeah, and, and, and everyone else in between for sure. And mm. I just think, yeah, like it's, it's funny what we put on ourselves and how we define it all. And I think, you know, like, you know, it's not anyone's place to say how, what's the right or wrong way of doing it, but no. doing that. But what is important is to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. like, if we'd, if we'd never had that conversation, I don't know where I would be with it now. I don't know if I'd be in a like you know a comf- the confident place that I am with it, where I can talk to anyone about it and not really give a shit about it anymore. Yeah. Um. Because I just sort of felt like I shouldn't talk about it before because uh I was with a woman, so yeah. people would be like, "What the fuck's he on about? Shut up, mate." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but actually, it's it it's actually a really useful way of just talking to like particularly like you know men about lots of different things like it's mm. just i think i think there's a way that they sort of see it especially like shows and stuff i like doing shows and at the end of a gig or whatever often i'll get sort of the the bloke sort of being like all right mate yeah that was good didn't relate to all of it but uh yeah i liked it and you're mm. just like okay i get what you're, you're trying to tell me here that you're not you're not queer but you you appreciated some of the stuff i said which is really really nice and i really yeah. i really like those moments those are the ones that feel like the most important but it's interesting like i i get a lot of work from talking about queerness that's what people mm. seem to be interested in but actually for me like i i i i actually sort of like i really enjoy delving into masculinity and class like yeah more in a way um and how those intersect a little bit but it's funny, isn't it? Like, people like that part a lot. And I they think, like to talk yeah. about that. I think, but like you said, because most people most people have thoughts and feelings that they're not sure about and don't know how to talk about. So then when someone like you comes along and he's talking about these things, you know, they're like, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a person I can, I can connect with and have that conversation with where I won't feel... You know, I'm not, I'm not, I won't feel too exposed. This is someone I connect with on that level. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's what I think, it's, yeah. I think, I think it can be like, I think any like performance thing is like that though, right? Like mm. you, you, you definitely must get that as well. Yeah. But oh God, yeah. You, like, you know, and it's just, I think almost, I don't know, maybe in, uh, I think because poetry can get away with being very serious and sort of uh, very like, you know, intense sometimes Mm. um i think that in a way it sort of does itself a disservice sometimes because it makes it all a bit tense and all a bit serious so it's actually harder to have those conversations after with people who wouldn't normally have them with you yes um so i definitely you know there's a there's a definitely an echo chamber in that sort of art 
Like, yeah. you know, oh, we're all ready to talk about our feelings, so let's talk about them some more. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, like that. I don't see the use in that. So I, I think, you know, like, I find it interesting when I get to, to do work in front of different audiences mm. um, and I get to talk to slightly different people. Um, like, I did... Um, I did a show with Sleaford Mods recently, which was... Yeah, I saw the pictures. I, yeah, I fucking love them, and it was Mate. just mad, because they just messaged me and was like, do you want to come on board? So fucking like, brilliant. Yeah, sick. I love um, Sleaford Mods. But it's funny, you mentioned in working class, you mentioned poetry. Those two things, even now, you know what I mean? It's... it's even now, yeah, we do... It's, you know, it's spoken word, and, it, you know, there are a few cla- fewer class barriers with it, but... Mm-hmm again when i was growing up you weren't into poetry if you were if you were working class no yeah, i mean you know yeah you had people like sean Ryder, jason yeah. like from sleeve of mods but like, that's Definitely. you know this, this, is, this is poetry yeah absolutely and like that's the thing like i i got into writing through being in bands yeah because i mean i definitely when i was first writing lyrics i didn't think it was poetry and i definitely would have been put off if I thought it was. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I was just writing music for fucking like punk bands. That's what I was doing, you know. Like that's and that that's the way I got into doing it, and that's the stuff I sort of that really connected with me because that is the sort of version in it. That's yeah. that's the that's the realm in which you can express yourself as a working class person through music. Absolutely, and yeah. Like, and it's sort of accepted, and definitely like it took me a long time to square away the fact that like being a poet isn't just really cunty <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, if, it just feels pretentious in a way yeah. i don't know it's funny and i just try to make sure that um uh you don't sort of just write for people that like that stuff you write for everybody and like all people are like you not you can't write for everybody but you know like yeah i'm sort of mean like the like i don't you know it's i mean it's a, probably a very bad like economic decision to not write poetry that people that like poetry will like but i definitely like but you, you, my, you write what speaks to you you write what yeah yeah what you want to and you like write, you know what what's in your heart that's yeah and i definitely get that there's more people that don't like like th- th- my favorite compliment that i get <laughs> like semi-regularly is that I don't like poetry at all, mate, but yours is okay. Like that's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that one. Yeah. That's the best one. That's, a good that's the one. best one. Like, I hate what you do, but your version of it is actually palatable. <laughs> and then you go, well, there's loads of people doing this. This is, this yeah. is, if you just open your eyes, mate, or get into, don't be so scared of it. Yeah. There's a whole there's, world out there. But there's not that many ways in, I think. No. Even as someone who does it, like people tell me all the time, oh, have you heard this person? Have you heard this person? I'm like, no, I'm, I've, I've got a full-time job. <laughs> I've got too much fucking stuff to do. Than, life like, going on, yeah. Yeah, I can't just sit around like Googling specific things and looking up related stuff. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I also don't know how people find like the people they find. I just, I think it is just like some people are definitely like those people that just know about that new thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just, they just know that new thing. And I'm, I've just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm, I've never really been like that. But I do think those it's quite hard to get into the pattern of like finding out about new oh, stuff. Oh, sure. Well, if that's it. If you don't know, if, if you don't know to look, you're not going to go yeah. looking for it. The only reason I know a lot about, um, well, I know a lot of spoken word people, people that do spoken word, is I used to do a show called Stand Up and Slam, and it was comedians versus poets. 
you know, like yeah. a rap battle type affair. And I mean, we used to just rip the shit out of each other. It was really good fun. But <laughs> through that, I got to find out that there's a whole world of spoken word artists out there doing incredible stuff. Yeah, you know, and like people like Rob Orton and, and people like that, and, it, and I'm oh, like, yeah, who's so f- good? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. where the fuck were these people? You know, <laughs> all I knew was John Cooper Clark, John Hegley, and Roger yeah. McGough. You know, that was it. Yeah, and I yet, mean, it's this yeah. world out there. <laughs> I'm I'm still about at that point to be honest, mate, with them three. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Temple. Nah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know, like. I, I don't I, I'm sort of the way with it like there, I, there's loads of poets that I do really love but like um like uh I just I just yeah it's funny I I try to I'm I'm way more into like because I do it I think I get it puts me off like really delving into it which mm. maybe it sounds really stupid but like I can't switch off if I watch it or yeah. listen to it or read it. I'm like analysing it and I'm Same like with comedy. in that yeah. work mode. Yeah, you sort of spoil it for yourself, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well you're watching it but, and you're like, This is one of the these one of the best comedians I've ever seen. But I'm not laugh once because I'm too busy going, Oh yeah, that's a, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the mechanics. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. did he get to the, from that bit to that bit? And oh she was great, but she started there and she ended there. And you're like and it yeah, by the time you it's finished, you're like, Oh shit, I've ruined it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But um I sort of wish I could go back to those first moments where I went and saw stuff and was like, Fucking hell, this is amazing. Yeah. Cause, you know, but um but yeah, so like I definitely just like have to like chill out watching stuff that i would never be you know it's just a different sort of realm to me so i'm not sat there being like oh what could i do with this yeah i I think it's that's how you get ideas as well isn't it when you start yeah because i know there's comedians that all they do is gig all they do is watch comedy all they do is read the forums all they know they just it's just comedy 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 and you go you've got nothing to talk about i've heard half your stuff and you're like i was on the train (laughs) i was on the bus and you're like get out there and do something go and do some yeah. stuff and then you'll have something to talk about yeah, what I definitely. like about you as well and I think this is where people have a problem too this is like like I said earlier when I say when when I'm in a conversation with people and they're like what's your team what's your fucking team and when I turn around and go oh, I don't really follow football to be honest um that's the end of the conversation. They people want to pigeonhole you, don't they? They want to like uh-huh, you go. Yeah. That's where you go. That if you go in that box, that makes me comfortable. And yeah. looking at you, and so looking at you, listening to you, and then seeing what you talk about and stuff like that, it's very difficult to put you in one place. <laughs> and that's well, what, yeah. And now I mean that as a compliment. It's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. And that's where a lot of people will probably struggle because like, I can't. Where can I put you? Because you don't really. Yeah. You look like that, but you sound like that, and you talk like that, and you. But you and it, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm a fucking Venn diagram. I fucking I? love uh, it, mate. <laughs> we should all be Venn diagrams. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I don't know. I just like. Yeah, I don't know if there's any. For me, there's just no other way to be. Like, I'm just interested in lots of stuff, and like, yeah, like, cause yeah, it's it is funny. I I think that. I just really like. I don't know. It just, it feels like that's for me. Like that's just, I couldn't be, yeah, I couldn't be any other way. No, you're just being you. That's that's lovely. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I quite like, I quite like seeing how people react to it as well. Yeah. (laughs) And it it makes other people go, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to wear a fuchsia jacket. I'm going to do that. (laughs) You know, just anything on that level, anything different from navy blue. 
Yeah, yeah. Anything, anything but navy blue. Or <laughs> all navy blue, because people don't do that anymore, which is funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's just it's just you've got to try and be a bit of fun with it, innit? Like I really yeah. like I really love football, and like I really like I, I you know I absolutely you know I like when I was a kid I wanted to be a footballer. Like, right. You know, that's what I wanted to do. Um, but you know, I just really like burgers as well. So no. it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> I love a good burger. It was it was never going to happen. But um, I feel uh, guilty that I don't like football. I've really tried. Uh, yeah, I think it just don't matter though, does it? Like no, it just, it, it, like yeah. Why do I feel guilty? You too. I because often my mates that hate football ask me like, "Oh, Chris, what shall I say in a football conversation?" Like, <laughs> so, like, like stag dudes are funny. Like for that because yeah. like when you like go to a stag do or whatever for me i'm like when i turn up like say they definitely are expecting something that i'm not for sure right like, every time like so like shaved head beard do you know what i mean I'm, i might be wearing like i might look like a skinhead that day braces and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff so they're expecting this one thing and then i'm like there and like i can i can get away with with that kind of camouflage for like a good two hours like right i like chatting about just blokey stuff because i like blokey stuff you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, i like yeah. it but then like all of like then you know it might go on to work or whatever or what i've been up to or whatever and i'll be like oh yeah just you know i did a I did a set a drag show the other night like and like and then there's just this whole conversation about that and like well but what i've just it took me a while to do this but what i've just done recently is just just drop it in a bit quicker just like really nonchalant and just right. been like right that's just it there and people just, you know, they sort of have to get on with it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's but, that, yeah, I do feel, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's that, yeah, I always, if I get in, if, if I feel, it, I, I'll go, I don't follow football. Or if I feel like, I don't know, if I say that, I'm going to be ostracised immediately. So I'll go, oh, Palace, I'm a Palace fan. Because that's yeah, where that's, I'm from. And, yeah. and they go and I go, because oh, I said Palace and not Crystal Palace. All right, yeah. So they know you're into. They it. just they, go, oh, yeah, Palace yeah. fan. He said Palace. Yeah, yeah it's Palace. He doesn't fan. need to say the whole name, so he doesn't. No, exactly. Knows. Yeah, it's yeah. Palace. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I love giving people little tips of just football stuff to say. Like my, my, I was talking to my mate like a couple of like yeah, I think it was a few months ago or whatever, and he was just like, "What do you, what do you say when people just talk about football?" And he was like, "My, he, he told me this story about his mate just telling him once to just be like, oh." Tottenham are going to surprise people this year. Just say that every time, and it it works. It works. It, like or like, like the other one that I we were talking about. I was like, you just got to say uh, Arsenal are just always Arsenal, aren't they? That's the problem with them. They're just always Arsenal. And like, <laughs> it's so it just, true. It just works. You can just bullshit your way for it. Like, I definitely get out of my depth with football conversations because I love it. But like, yeah. I like again, I got too much going on to like proper like listen to all the podcasts and all that shit yeah. you know when people get like when it's their life like i worked yeah. with a lad once um doing nights at wilkinson's and he would go to every single game home and away of our hometown who were in like the evo stick premier league or whatever <laughs> yeah and he fucking knew everything about them and i used to go a little bit but never enough to like actually you know like you know i wouldn't know where the top scorer was or anything like that. i wouldn't mm. follow it like that like that much but he would just know everything like so like but that's the only thing he ever did so like he was quite easy to get out of the conversation because you can just ask him about anything else. 
right like, at all just be like oh did, what did you get up to on the weekend oh football, oh, football. Oh, what did you do after football oh I had me tea and then you're like <laughs> alright okay so yeah <laughs> but it's that like I say when I go Palace there's an underlying that you get that they, they, there's an almost there's, a, there's an unspoken respect because you've you haven't gone top end you've gone yeah, Palace and then they yeah. and then you can say something like oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what they'll normally do is almost like a sympathy thing right? they'll go they're doing alright at the moment aren't they and you go yeah 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 but you never know and that's it <laughs> That's good, and also with that, you can sort of you can sort of play it off as if you don't want to talk about it because you're a bit sad about it, really. <laughs> Isn't it fucking mad? It's mad. All these fucking bollocks we have to yeah. go through. It's just yeah, just to be able to talk to each other about things. I think yeah. this is a thing. Like I don't know. Like there's something weird that there's. It's you only get it with blokes, but like there's a moment where you're sat with someone. I mean, it can even be your dad. Do you know what I mean? And you just you run out of things to say, and you're like, "Oh, fucking hell!" Mm. Like, what are we going to say now? <laughs> what are we What are we going to say? Like this, we fucked it. We've run out of stuff to say. We've done all the normal bloke stuff to say. Yeah. And now we've run out. And I'm just, it's funny. I always wonder, um, and I'd like to know how you think about this. Like, in that silence, in that moment, like, especially, especially like with like, like with your sons and stuff. Mm. Like, because I get this moment sometimes where I'll be in the car with my dad chatting away and then suddenly the silence will fall off. Uh, it just comes and I'm like, right, okay, conversation's falling off, silence is there, that's it. And I'm like, fuck me, this is awkward. Like, yeah. literally known you for, like, the longest of anyone. And it's still awkward because we're blokes for some reason. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. like, do you get that? Like, I, I, yeah. it's just weird. It's I tell just you what, I, I'm lucky that... My the relationship I have with my dad is always music based because we used to go and see bands sure. a lot when I was a teenager. It's thanks to him that I found out about punk and reggae and ska and and that sort yeah, of thing. Nice. So it, the, the conversation will always fall back to music. It'll always go back to oh, I see Dylan's got a new uh -huh. album out or some shit like that. <laughs> my son, my youngest son, has just gone to uh, BIM in Bristol. Ah, so yeah, they nice. both live in Bristol, actually. Actually, we, oh, cool. you, we, you and I might be neighbours very soon, but I'll, I'll uh, talk to you about that Ooh. later. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, music is the one thing with everybody I know that keeps the conversation flowing. It's always about sure. music, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you do need something to string it through like that. Because, like, like, I don't know, just with your mum and that, it's just, just, it's just easy to just, like... You can just be like, oh, so what do you think of, you know, this? Just And it can be anything. And you can talk <laughs> about it. Like, uh, like my, what my nan loves doing is just pointing out, like, just shop names. And me going like, oh, oh, there's a Debenhams here now. And I'm like, man, it's always been there. Oh, they've got this. They've got that. And you're like, I, we know. Like, what? But we can talk about it for hours. It's great. <laughs> my mum's the same. My mum's the same. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's, you'll go back to old stuff that I did when I was a kid and he's like well you know yeah. if you'd have just pushed yourself at school you know, if I'd have pushed myself at school I'd end up so, I mean, I'd be in a bank or some shit job I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do as it was I <laughs> fucked about and now I do this <laughs> <laughs> which is great yeah I love this but I tell you what, a lot of my fear as we've been talking I thought I was thinking about this a lot of my fear about these conversations talking about pronouns talking about, about gender and things like that my fears and insecurities that get that, that get in my way is that fear of sounding like an old dinosaur. That's what <laughs> I, I'm like. Fucking hell! Do I sound like Parkinson now? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying to ask about about these things, but because I don't know how to ask about them, I'm like, oh, I just sound like an old prick at a bus stop now. Just 
Just shoot me in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. I just, like, yeah, I mean, I guess, I think with that, I mean, I feel like that about stuff as well, to be honest. When you just don't know, I think it's just, yeah, just that, that fear of just sounding like you're fucking going on about something you don't know. Which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> no one's that. And this is, I don't know if that's a working class thing or a class thing or just a bloke I, thing. Know, I do think that whole thing of, like, having, like, confidence to ask things is definitely like a bit of a class thing yeah because you're like i think we're like i think working class people just pretend they know everything it's easier than than asking isn't it because you don't want to let on you don't know especially like in art spaces and stuff like right i like definitely for me like when i I did like a i did a random app for channel four and i went to like a networking thing for it um at the ica in london and um that was all just mental for me like that that was even a thing yeah. at the time. So I was like, this is just fucking mad. Um, so I went there and they had like these tiny little fucking stakes on like a big platter, like the yeah. smallest stakes you've ever seen. I, <laughs> I, I don't really understand it at all still. To the, but anyway, I had like six to make a normal size one. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everyone's there like talking about these like Russian authors and shit like that. And I'm just there like just bullshitting it. Like a mm. bit of, like with the football, like, I'm there just being like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just no, blagging I, oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, and just, like, I ended up just, like, fucking lying and saying I knew some authors, like, doing a fake critique of them and all this shit. Way out of my depth, being like, fuck me, why did I yeah. Why did I get into this? But I definitely think I just didn't want to be like, I don't know what you're talking about, and you probably already think I'm not supposed to be here, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird. Mate. That access to space is funny. So I think I get what you're saying about the whole when you get in those conversations, I do think that it's like a, if it does feel like a conversation for a certain type of person, I think even, yeah. even for me, I feel like, you know, like go into like queer spaces and events, which are like really middle, middle class. Mm. I know, I notice them and I don't feel very comfortable. I'm like, it's weird, very odd. Yeah. But, um, but I do think there's a thing like there's a confidence you get with like not having to worry about paying rent. Yes, like, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's the confidence like, of not having to worry. You've never had yeah. to worry about money. Exactly, you're and right. like yeah. that thing where you're like, you know, you're buying a pint or whatever, and they say five fifty, and you're like, oh fuck me, Jesus Christ! Mm. Like, but you can't show that on your face when you're with someone who hasn't flinched at the price. Got to be steely, it. mate. Got to be steely. <laughs> You gotta be like, oh yeah, five feet. That's fine. Do you yeah. want one as well? Yeah, <laughs> I'll get these. Fuck me, it's gonna be forty quid. Yeah, and you're like, I hope I get some fucking work out of this. Like, it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> ah, be fucking worth but, it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? I just, I do think that's the whole thing. That not, that not. Ha- there's never gonna be a point where I don't obsess over money. And I think you know, we, uh, my family's always been all right, but yeah. there's always been that, you know, that that thing on the. My dad's always had to do whatever job has come and that's it like it's worked in a factory like 20 years and you know there's that whole thing of like even now like he's still got to do a job he doesn't really like just to keep everything going yeah like and that's just it that's just what his life is and you know I really respect that he can do that I think it's I think people don't get I think people don't give working class people quite the respect they deserve for fucking slogging it and shit they hate and And they just do it I know yeah growing up it's just like get a job it's like well what doing it doesn't matter you get a job yeah, get a job, <laughs> and you make sure you and you get yourself a nice house, and you meet a lovely lady, a lady, yeah. and then, you, <laughs> then you're gonna have kids, and that's gonna be your life. And it, and and it, yeah, that 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 fear of being skinned. Even now, I'm terrible because because of the way things have been. So I lost a lot of work, but 
Mm. I'm, yeah, I get, I'm so depressed when I haven't got any money or the worry of not having it or when I've got it, I'm like, oh, it's going to go again, isn't it? And mm. it does weigh it, heavy. It does weigh it's heavy. Fucking, it's really fucking weird. Like, I, like, I, like the, the time where I sort of first was like, I don't know, like where I was like, this is, I'm doing all right now, was when I, st- I still work a full-time job around all the other mm. stuff. And uh, when I started getting paid regularly for the, the arty shit, um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it felt really mental because I had all this like extra bit, like, and I, you know, like I, I you know, like I sort of was just like, it felt weird having this bit of extra money in. Mm. Um, but it felt like I, you know, I just, I just sort of saved it because I was just like, fuck me i don't i don't really know what to do with this yeah. like it because i was so sort of used to just going like paycheck to paycheck and stuff and like we didn't have extra and money yeah it's it's weird and like that was definitely the way that i sort of explained to my family like what i that what i do isn't just fucking about mm. like like people pay me real money to do that so <laughs> my <laughs> mum my mum still can't get her head around it <laughs> yeah she admires so, it and loves it but she's like yeah are you getting any money go yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't get her head around it. <laughs> it. I mean, it is weird, isn't it? Because you don't like punch in and all that shit. Like, I, no. like that's just how. Because you know, like you're right about the whole thing of like how your life course should go. Like working, being working class in entertainments or arts or whatever is weird because our your your idea of what a life should be is really quite planned out. And I don't think it's really yeah. changed that much from like when you were growing up to when I have. Not really. Not really. Like, no. Like not in those. You know, like not in those like real working class communities. I think it's like you still, I definitely still had that. I was like, I went to uni because I was like, I don't know, just everyone at college said I should basically. They were like, Oh, you're quite clever. So you should probably go to uni. And I honestly was like, I quite like this subject. I did sociology and I was like, quite like this. So I'll just do it a bit longer. And I get to leave Hereford's and go to a big city I chose Leicester, mental. But, um, uh, <laughs> I didn't want something too big. I didn't want to be able no, no, <laughs> But, but yeah, I like, it was, for me, it was a way to just move out. And, and I was like, someone's going to give me a, 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 a loan to live. Like, yeah. I couldn't get my head around it. Obviously, I owe that all now. I didn't really think about it that well. But, yeah, well, it's like, right. You don't <laughs> but care I was, at the time. No, I, I, you know, I don't care now. It's, <laughs> what, what, it's just a number, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that's that, yeah, that thing for me was definitely like, just get out, just do something different, like, because otherwise you will just get a job. And at that point, I'd already worked in a call centre, a factory and a supermarket. So I was a bit like, yeah. yeah. And, like, it was, really, it was really important doing those jobs because it gave me, you know, like, it sort of gave me a different sort of work ethic. I didn't really work that hard all the time when I was there because it just is a bit like you're sort of like, unless you really have to, you're like, fuck it, no one gives a shit. So yeah. let's just get on with it. But it's given me like a different work ethic now because I'm like, thank fuck I don't have to do that. Yes. Like, I have so much respect for people that do that stuff. My mum's a cleaner. I'm like, I couldn't fucking do that. And like, it's just such hard work and people just don't have any like, respect for it so i'm like really i feel really lucky that i like have you know an i like a, a day job that i like yeah running a, running a shop and like yeah and and i get to do other bits that i like but yeah it's just th- like that whole sort of thing of all that vitriol around like people doing like 
you know those jobs it's just it's just really weird because it is there like yeah it, it's come out loads over this time as well with like the old like like you know everyone sort of freaking the fuck out in the pandemic and just being yeah. like what's important who's a key worker all this stuff like and that did you i don't know if you like owen jones was talking a bit about how people were going on about well he got into some argument on twitter of course with uh mm. some people uh having to go just moaning about the fact their cleaners weren't able to come over in lockdown yeah right like and i'm like what do you need a cleaner for in lockdown like what's what are you doing like <laughs> what the like, fuck what, are you up to uh, yeah yeah like can you can you not like like can, if, like do you know where your hoover is like what like i, I honestly fuck me it's mental in it but all that came out of that was just like this is complete disregard for the fact that cleaners are actually humans yes yeah yeah <laughs> like fuck them i just need my beds made like like i don't care that it's like you know that they're, they're at massive risk yeah. Like, and they're all fucking, all of them are working class women. And like a lot of them are like, you know, from ethnic minority backgrounds yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So more fucking like more at risk from like, you know. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, uh, that's what they were saying. That's what we were saying yeah. in the news. It was like, yeah, ethnic minorities are more, uh, there's more cases of COVID and blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, because yeah. they're doing the fucking work and you're sitting yeah. at home wondering why your bed's not made. Yeah. Fucking wanker. <laughs> I know. I just don't know what's wrong. Like, the audacity that people have mm. to be like, I'm upset that my cleaner hasn't come round for three weeks. Like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Honestly. Like, Listen, I Jemima, just, put your that, fucking yeah. gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can play at it for six weeks and you know what I mean? It'll be a bit of fun. Like, yeah. For you, for you, you can you can fucking put it back down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, oh, I enjoyed that. But I don't do it again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, fucking, no. like, you know, like hobbyist gardeners or whatever, and then people who are actually gardeners and that stuff. Like, just imagine hobbyist cleaners. That'd be great. Imagine like, that. <laughs> That's going to be the next thing. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> start, start, yeah. <laughs> Extreme cleaning. Yeah, um, mad. Chris, mate, this has been fucking brilliant. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming on. I knew you'd be great. I knew this was going to be a good chat. Um, where can we find you? Um, so the best place is probably my Instagram. Okay. Um, so yeah, can link out through there cause I've got the little link in, uh, link in. No, what am I talking about? The, you know, the link tree thing. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Link tree. Um, so yeah, that's where all my stuff is really through the Instagram. That's the easiest place. But if you don't use Instagram, then I am on Twitter and on Facebook as well, which I'll post pretty much everything on too so Brilliant. yeah you can get everything there fantastic um, man yeah. fantastic thank you so much i enjoyed thank your you so much for, for having me oh, it's been a pleasure i enjoyed your piece of uh, voice magazine i read that oh um, yeah great yeah yeah good Amazing. man yeah, yeah. I, I love what you thank do you. and please keep doing it because it's as we've already said it's needed more more people more working class people need to know that you know there is a place for them in these yeah in absolutely these, you know these strange times <laughs> yeah all these you know you're not you're not alone we love you no you yeah know. no and absolutely and thank you for having me and thanks for doing what you do as well because it definitely you know it definitely makes more people feel like they've got a place and i think that's very important ah uh, chris this has been great and uh you're a spoken word artist would you say you're a spoken word or you're a poet or are they one of the same to me both the same i normally say poet but m more to annoy people that think i'm not a poet because i mostly do it spoken yeah right <laughs> right right uh, and have you got a piece for us because I, I think we should i think that's what we should finish on all right cool yeah no um yeah i have yeah let's uh let's do this one because it's a bit about what we've been talking about i suppose a little nice. bit so yeah 
Um, cool, it's called Carrier Bag. I think he looks like a cowboy made of sinews and beans. Halfway to flash bastard, sharp shirt underneath car boot cardigans. He keeps his promises, his days and times. People commend him on it. Dad says he doesn't trust him. Every other Wednesday he comes with chock dips, tangy toms and panda pops. Not sweets I particularly like. He doesn't think to ask. Mum says it's rude if I say. He just brings a carrier bag full. Announces himself a deliverer of treats, not a visitor of me. Reasons defined and matter of fact. Mum says it's still good he makes the effort. I usually sit and wait. A full kit wanker on a floral settee. Ears pricked under bowl cut, leather soles on concrete slabs, a small frame weighed down by the love in his carrier bag. Tangible affection, wrapped in bright vivid colours, packets printed with RRPs, twos of things that are buy one get one free. He had earned the title over years, the only one I ever had for him in birthday and Christmas cards. When I talk to Nan about it, she says I can still call him that if I want. This time he brings wagon wheels. They feel softer than they should, probably out of date and on offer. I eat them all the same. He drinks tea made in a kettle that he bought for their wedding. When he says goodbye to us, we do not know it's the last time. He exits our small house, unburdened by the sugared weight, leaving me to burn it off. Cheers. Mate, oh my God. That is next level. Thank that you is, very much. That is your oh, <laughs> fuck, man. I, that was brilliant. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Dude, really appreciate it. That was. I could <laughs> fucking see it. I could feel it. <laughs> fuck me. I fucking love that shit. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. Just gonna dig deep into your stuff. Um, thank you, mate. Thanks for coming on. It's thank been you an so much. absolute pleasure. It's been lovely to talk to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.